Hello and welcome to Insights, the podcast with your host, Joe Parnay. Join me in this deep exploration of our personal journeys from ambition to meaning, where we stop living life fast and start living life deep. This is a journey of waking up and realizing that our lives have never been about us, but about others. True success leaves positive ripple effects on other souls. I believe that success needs to be redefined from our own personal ambitious endeavors to be redefined as the value that we leave and give to others around us. Join me now as we begin this journey to deeper connections, even more fulfillment, some fun, curiosity, life, love, and all good things. Your deeper journey from ambition to meaning starts right now. Hey everyone, Joe here. Welcome to episode 56, our second episode for 2021. Thank you for joining me. Deeply appreciate it. So here's a question for you. What if we were to consciously choose to invite uncertainty into our lives? What if we made that conscious decision? I want to explore this with you. I had this thought only a few days ago. um, And what I want to share with you is I think it's very, very healthy. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to dive straight in. <laughs> so I already have. How different would our lives be or what positive impact would it make on our spirit, on our self-esteem, on our confidence, on the reputation that we have with ourselves, on how we view ourselves? What kind of impact would, would it make on our identity if we were to consciously choose to invite uncertainty into our lives and experience some kind of, you know, series of victories in our life. Now, if I'm not making any sense at all, this is about to make complete sense. Because something I want to share with you is that something I found really, really useful in my life is that I think there is great power in us consciously embracing uh, or, or choosing to experience something that has uncertainty, mystery, unknownness, newness, challenge, adventure to it. Now, this is not a conversation about go out and, uh, you know, jump out of a helicopter or, you know, go out and, um, you know, go on a hike and and get, you know, go for a walk up to base camp of uh, Mount Everest or anything like that. Although that's, that would be an example of what I'm kind of where I'm heading in, in the extreme, but I'm talking about more on a, you know, on an everyday basis or a weekly or monthly basis, or certainly at least, you know, five or six times a year. So let me just be very specific in what I'm talking about. I had this thought just last week, literally, um, actually only three or four days ago last week. So as you all know, for those of you who've been following me for a while, you know that I'm a big fan of running. I love running. It's been a big part of my life. And running has served many, many purposes in my life. And the reason why I'm going to share with you this example on running is that my intention is for you to um, translate what I'm what I'm going to be sharing with you here in a way into your own lives where it makes sense for you, uh, that it translates uh, something in, in into your life. I, I, in other words, I want to teach you what running has taught me by embracing uncertainty and what it's meant for me um, so this can translate into some area of your life that has some pure positive benefit for for you and your esteem and how you view yourself and your own reputation with yourself and your own self-confidence and your own sense of identity, having a positive, a pure positive impact on that. So let me explain more what the hell I'm rabbiting on about here. (laughs) So, So last weekend, 
uh, in the world of running, there's uh, internationally, there's what's known as park runs. And a park run is simply a five-kilometer fun run. And you and the, the, these are available for free all around the country, all around the world, in fact. And as, uh, because of COVID, the park runs here in Australia have been closed down since March. And at the time of this recording, it's uh, we're heading into February of 2021. And um, for the first time since March, last weekend, the last weekend of January, the park runs here in Melbourne reopened. And so these five kilometer uh, runs, you can do them, you know, casually, you can race them, you can run, try, have an attempt at running a personal best, you can do whatever you want with them. Now, for those of you who are runners, you will relate to what I'm about to share next. And that is that uh, once you're in a race that you can't, you can't tell a runner just to take it easy in a race. Like there is no uh, foot off the accelerator. You're just having a crack, having a go. So anyway, this was my first sort of, you know, uh, hoo-ha or first race, if you like, for ages, right? And I made the decision on the Friday, th these runs happen on Saturday mornings, and uh, I made the decision on the Thursday or the Friday that I was going to commit to myself, uh, not to the world. I didn't put this on social media. I didn't promote it out there to say, this is what I'm going to do. I just made a, an inner world commitment that I was going to rock up on Saturday morning and uh, give it a crack, you know, go and, and run five kilometers as fast as I can in my current state of conditioning because, uh, you know, there's different times of the year running when you're fitter than other times of the year because of races and events and cycles of training and all this other stuff, right? So um, I found myself, uh, as soon as I made that commitment, I started getting really nervous, not to the point that I was losing sleep or anything because I didn't. But I was getting nervy. I was getting a little bit sort of that, 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 that beautiful blend of nervous anticipation, you know. It's like fear and love all mixed together. And um, the Saturday morning when I woke up, I was nervy. I was a bit, um, I, I, was, I thought, gee, I wonder how I'm going to go. Um, you know, what kind of time would you need to do for you to be pleased? What kind of time would you not need to do for you to be disappointed? All this kind of stuff. So I started to consciously, and the operating word here is consciously, I started to consciously put pressure on myself. And I said to myself, well, if I could run under 21 minutes, I'd be pretty happy. And if I got anywhere near 2030 for five kilometers, I'd be beyond thrilled. And under and sub 2030, which is extremely unlikely because I would need to have done some training for that. Um, well, that would be ridiculous. So, and you know, if I ran over 21, well, that would be okay. It's acceptable, it's a great effort, but certainly under 22. I mean, gee, you know. So I started having this conversation with myself. And um, so what I want to share with you is that, you know, that morning when I was preparing for that, like mentally just having, a, you know, having a coffee in the morning and just um, just getting ready, just making sure my body's ready for the run and all this, you know, I'm surrounded here by my, you know, by my wife and my two sons. They don't know what's going on in my inner world. I, I said, I shared with my wife, with Savannah, I said, you know, I'm a little bit nervous about this morning. You know, I haven't done one of these for ages. Oh, that'll be fun. You'll love it. I said, yeah, it'll be great. But I, and that was that was the conversation on the outside, which is entirely, you know, my uh, my truth of how I felt that morning. And on the inside, I was even more nervous, and I was and I was happy to immerse in the uncertainty of the mystery of what was going to happen next. Now we're only talking about a five k fun run. He's like, it's no big deal. And but I was still nervous, and I embraced it. And I remember driving to do my warm up. And I was feeling a little bit antsy, you know. I really wanted to get into it, and um, and then you know I could I could speak to myself in all the positive and grateful ways and all these wonderful you know ways of talking to myself, but it still makes no difference. It doesn't take away the nerves. So 
Uh, and of course, I'm grateful that I can run injury free and all the rest of it. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so there we are at the start line, 250 runners, and we head off and, uh, and, and we run and I just go for it. And I ended up coming in at 20 minutes, 48 seconds, which I was absolutely wrapped about. Just thrilled, like four minutes and nine seconds a kilometer or something. So I was wrapped. And, and what, why am I telling you this? What's the point of this? Because I went through my own little mini tunnel of uncertainty and nervousness. And I came through the other side, a victor. Now, not a victor to the world, not a victor to my ego, not a victor to anything else out there, but the sweet sense of satisfaction of knowing that I put everything into those five kilometers or those 20 minutes of running. And I was basking in my reflective, emotional, silent, private glory for the whole day. I felt great about myself. My, 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 just felt great. Now, that's great, Joe, that you feel great about yourself. Yeah, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point I'm making is when was the last time that you consciously chose to embrace some kind of experience that involved the absolute embracement of uncertainty? That wasn't life or death. There wasn't a threat to your finances. There wasn't a threat to your relationships. There wasn't a threat to your health. But it was something that you consciously went to perform. Now, there are many different kinds of people who listen to, with many walks of life, listen to this podcast. I mean, my listeners are from a wide scope of experiences and skill sets and interests and all this kind of stuff. So I've got no clue, you know, what your interests are unless I know who specifically is on this, uh, listening to this, to this particular episode. But let me tell you, um, this is something I've been doing all my life. I've chosen a career that has uncertainty in it. And what I mean by that, um, you know, like, for example, this year, 2021, you know, I've um, been reflecting recently on, um, on 2020 and um, how, you know, blessed, blessed and fortunate I've been that I've, you know, I had, I had a professionally speaking, I had a, a phenomenal year last year, so lucky with all the obviousness of what was going on, right? And, and this year has been a much more easier, quieter start to the year. And, um, you know, it's like, well, I've got uh, stuff coming up, which is great. I wonder how the rest of the year is going to go. You know, every year is the same in my business. Like, I don't really know how great or how well or whatever, not so well or whatever, the year is going to go. That's just the nature of the beast of, you know, having your own business. Um, by the same token, in my own professional development, I remember when I used to deliver these uh, free public um, seminars over the weekends on behalf of the Coaching Institute. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Coaching Institute is one of the largest, well, is the largest uh, coaching school in Australasia. And, uh, and I'm very you know, fortunate to have a great relationship there. And I have, uh, you know, I deliver lots of trainings there. I've delivered hips trains for them over the last 15 years. And, um, but there's a, uh, there was an event I used to deliver on the weekends they used to start on a Friday evening. And I remember the Friday of, you know, entering into that evening, I couldn't function normally because I, I'd be facing, you know, 200 strangers on the Friday night who have taken a whole Friday night and a weekend out of their lives to come and listen to me. And all I'd be thinking was, gee, I'll tell you what, you better be worth bloody listening to because these people have taken this time out of their busy lives to come and listen to you, my God. And, and, the, and, the, and I used to, you know, I used to relish that feeling of the uncertainty and I used to be frightened by it at the same time. And then when I would go and deliver my seminar and feel like I had done a fine job or I was very proud of what I delivered or the difference I'd made or the contribution I had added or whatever the feeling was, I'd be basking in my reflective glory of that. 
So the point I'm making is, because I don't want to be just talking about all these different ways that I've embraced uncertainty consciously, but I want to I want to tell you that the more I've done that in my life, the less reason life has had to squeeze me. You see, most people don't embrace or don't invite. This is a this is better language. Most people don't invite uncertainty into their lives, and then years go by, and then they stop growing. And when you stop growing, and growth is a perpetual need of the human spirit. We'll talk a bit more about that in a second. But when we stop growing, our energy starts to drop. Our perspective starts to get all murky. Our philosophy becomes confused. Um, our clarity no longer exists. It's, you know, growth is a perpetual need of everything in the universe. And the fundamental precursory seed to all growth is uncertainty. So when we embrace these micro, like, you know, going out and doing a park run and, and stretching myself and feeling nervy about it and then getting to the other side and feeling great about myself, you know, I'd, I'd have to proclaim that to the world. I guess I'm proclaiming it to the world now through this podcast episode, but that's not the point. The point I'm making is that that Saturday I was feeling phenomenal about myself, not in a, not in a show-off egotistical, in just in a spiritual, inner world, energetical emotional way i felt phenomenal i felt proud of myself without having to say to the world look at me i feel proud of myself does that make sense and so in my running world i then can accelerate that to a higher levels of degrees so um you know whenever i've done a marathon a full marathon a 42 kilometer event every time i've done seven of them so far every time i've done one of those i cannot sleep the night before no matter how much positive self-talk no matter how much gratitude journaling no matter how much i i've re tried to reset my perspective I, my body knows it's in for hell the next day and I just can't sleep. So part of me goes, I hate this. Another part of me goes, why are you doing this to yourself? And another part of me is going, wow, these are the moments that matter. Because what happens is when you consciously choose to embrace or invite uncertainty into your life and you have that experience, what you're doing is you're going through a psychological mini growth spurt. You're going through a psychological mini growth spurt when you embrace or invite invite uncertainty into your life. And now when I say invite uncertainty into your life, I'm talking, I hope it's obvious that I'm talking about this in a resourceful, positive way. I'm not talking about inviting uncertainty into your life by just going out and picking arguments with people just to see what happens. I mean, that's unresourceful and that just brings more drama and, and uh, low quality experiences into our lives. I'm talking about resourceful uncertainty where you grow because of it. And I and and this is I want to share something here with you that I am is so happy to be wrong about what I'm going to share next because I can only with what I'm about to share next can only come from my own experience of living life so far and that is that I find that um, the more we squeeze life the less reason life has to squeeze us. Whenever life squeezes us, that's life bringing uncertainty and challenge into our life because we haven't embraced the uncertainty consciously or invited it enough into our life. See, life wants to continue to grow. Everything in the universe wants to continue to grow. It's a perpetual, incessant, fundamental aspect of life, perpetual growth. And as I said just a few minutes ago, the fundamental, the fundamental precursory seed of all growth is uncertainty. 
And so embracing challenges in our life, choosing to go and experience something different. Like even, even uh, four hours ago from the time of this recording, me and uh, Savannah and my sons, we went and did, for the first time ever, we did indoor skydiving. It was amazing. You know, uh, my sons were really nervous. Uh, Sylvana was a bit nervy. I was, I was a bit, I remember driving there. Uh, it was just a 10-minute drive. But, you know, in my inner world, just keeping it to myself because I didn't want to impact my son's uncertainty. <laughs> At the time of this recording, they're 12. Uh, so I was feeling a little bit nervy. I thought this is something I've never done before. Gee, that waiver is certainly very detailed in terms of medical and potential physical injury and all this sort of stuff. And I thought, you know, whatever, it's just, that's, that's okay. You know, I didn't want to think of the worst case scenario. I thought, no, you know what? Just follow the process. Do what the instructor says. All is fine. And we had this amazing experience. Now, one of my sons didn't enjoy it so much. He kind of quit halfway and that was his conscious, that was his choice. And we respect that. And we said that to him, you know, if you don't like it, that's okay. You know, you can stop. This is not about uh, whether you're courageous or not or, or chicken or not. That's that's not a conversation that exists in this realm. It's, uh, well, in our space anyway, it's you've made a decision. We, we we respect that. The other, my other son embraced a whole sort of two-part experience. It was two-part experience. And uh, it was just incredible. And again, it was a microcosm, a micro moment, a micro growth spurt in, in, in them. Uh, in my wife and in me. Now, some of these micro growth spurts, these psychological micro growth spurts, are so subtle that you may not even realize that you've grown on some level. And But if you embrace the uncertainty or invite the uncertainty on a, on a bigger scale, you will notice that something shifted. And sometimes you won't know what it is that's shifted. You just know something has moved within you in a very positive way. I remember in 2017, in, in marathon number five, that's when I did my personal best. Everything just aligned that day. My body felt phenomenal. I, I ran, you know, my, my personal best time of three hours and 31 minutes, which I'm so proud of. And, and my goal for my, has been to go under three hours 30, and I'm hoping that this year in 2021 I can do that. That's been my goal every year for about 11 years. So that's okay. I got within 67 seconds back in 2017. But and I was uh, and I beat my best time by about nine minutes. The point I'm making is that at the end of that race, I, I just cried, and I didn't even know. I didn't know why I cried. They were good tears, and I felt that something had moved and shifted within me. I had, I couldn't put language to it. I didn't know what it was. I still to this day don't know what it was, but I know that that experience has contributed to to who I am today. So the point I'm making is. What about you? Have you, when was the last time you invited uncertainty into your life that you went and tried something new, something different that really pressed you and pushed you? Now, of course, there's extremes with this. You can go really extreme or you can go on a more sustainable kind of thing where you go and do something you've never done before, whatever that might be. Something that requires a sense of nervous anticipation. I hope, I hope this conversation has sparked some new thinking in you in terms of what you want to maybe expose yourself to is in terms of experience in 2021. I believe that when you do this, and I and, and this is the other irony before I wrap up this session, this this episode. You know, whenever I'm uh, the night before a marathon, the night before a public speech, you know, when people are coming out of their way to come and just see me, um, the nerves, the uh, the 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 discomfort that I feel with that at times. 
you know, it's a very lonely experience. Like I can't explain to my wife, the closest person in the entire universe is my wife to me. I can't explain even to her how that feels. I can't put language to how it feels the night before a marathon or the night before, you know, I remember in the early stages of my career, the early, early stages when I would do trainings with, uh, you know, 50, 60, 100 people and I would feel so frightened that, oh, my Lord, is this the event where I get found out? Is this, the, is this the event where I run out of energy? Is this the event where I run out of, you know, content? Is this the, is this the one that's going to define my career and end my career? You know, like I used to have all these thoughts in my first five or six, seven years of my career, of this, of this current career. So it's a lonely experience that moment. It's very lonely. It cannot be explained to anyone else. It just simply cannot. Even even in in uh, the night before a marathon, speaking to fellow marathoners, still can't bridge that gap. Still can't. The 2017 marathon, the one that I just mentioned where I did my personal best, I did that one all by myself. Meaning I had no running colleagues who were doing that event. So I remember my first marathon um, many years earlier. I was as scared as the proverbial, frightened of it. I was frightened I was going to um, really hurt myself. I was frightened I wasn't going to be able to finish it. I was completely frightened that I wasn't going to be enough for it. And so I went and did that marathon. The only reason why I did it was because my beautiful friend Graham was doing it and uh, and this other fellow that he knew was doing it. So there was three of us in tandem who promised to do the best that we could to run it together. I was that scared or I needed a hand-holding, not in a literal sense, but in an emotional sense. It was it was. It was so bad. <laughs> and we got through it. We ran it in four hours and three minutes or something. And we got through it. And and then I did another marathon after that where I was scared to do it by myself. So I did it with somebody else. And in 2017, this might not sound like a big deal to you guys, but you know, whatever it is within you that's a big deal, that's what matters, is that it's a big deal to you. It doesn't matter what it is to other people. But to me in 2017, to then you know catch a cab at 5 a.m. all by myself into the city to go to the hotel to prepare, uh, go to the bathroom, bathroom checks, all these things and making sure I'm hydrated and I'm, you know, I'm ready and all this to warm up, run throughs, drills, whatever, all by myself, you know, praying that this would all come together and running the event by myself. I remember feeling so small, physically small, energetically small at the beginning of the race because 42 kilometers is such a long way. Um, I, so the point I'm making is that I want to encourage you, as much as I can, I want to encourage you to invite uncertainty in resourceful ways into your life. It changes your life. You can handle more. You can handle more. I believe it's because of, because of the accumulation of all of the episodic experiences of inviting uncertainty into my life for the previous 15, 20 years uh, that made me experience the uncertainty of last year with COVID in, in a in a much more functional way than perhaps someone who has never experienced uncertainty like that. Do, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, and I'm and I'm very aware here what I'm sharing here. I do not want to disrespect anyone's experience of 2020. I mean, everyone experienced it in 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 a whole array of different ways. You know? So and I'll yeah, so you know what I mean. I'm saying this with sensitivity and and a profound level of respect to all of you listening to this because I don't know what kind of year you had last year. It might have been the worst year of your life. And if that was the case, you know, I mean, I'm in profound, you know, I'm in profound respect for what you've gone through. So the point I'm making is that 
in this episode is, well, what if we decided to invite uncertainty ourselves in ways that create perpetual, not perpetual, that create, you know, micro or macro growth spurts in our soul, in our spirit? You know, when I look at running and whatever it is for you, you know, running is my thing, whatever it is for you, playing a musical instrument, um, you know, going into a show or a competition with that particular instrument or whatever it might be, whatever you're into, whatever your hobby is, and if you don't have a hobby, find one. Um, and, um, you know, running has provided an opportunity in a safe environment to practice uncertainty. It's provided an opportunity to grow. It's a wonderful way. I, I actually believe that running has been one of the purposes of my soul to experience the physicality of it, the kinesthetic movement of it, the rhythm of it, the fulfillment of it, the pain of it, the fatigue of it, the sheer exhaustion of it, the thrill of it, the energy of it. My soul has come here to experience this. And, and this is my truth. It's not the truth. It's my truth. And so what is it for you? You know, what's a vehicle of experience that you can expose yourself to even more or even begin to expose yourself to that gives you that kind of soulful feeling that's poetic, that's rhythmical, that's energetical, that's emotional, that's kinesthetic, that is just simply beautific, you know, that kind of thing. What is it for you? And use that vehicle in a very safe way to invite uncertainty into your life. So anyway, that's what I thought I'd share with you today. So I've been rambling on here. I hope there's something in that for you. And uh, all my best to you. And I look forward to reconnecting with you in the next episode uh, of Insights with Joe Pioneer. Thanks so much for listening. And please remember, please remember to go over to Apple Podcasts. And if you genuinely feel this is a five-star sort of podcast experience for you, please, I would love for you to go on there and, and uh, share your, your thoughts about this podcast. I'm so thrilled that there's 84, you know, five-star reviews on now. I'm so wrapped about that. So, you know, if you want to contribute to that, sure. And if you don't feel this is a five-star podcast, then uh, just keep it to yourself. Okay, very good. <laughs> Enjoy. Talk soon. Bye for now. I'm Joe Parne, and you've been listening to Insights, the podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can now follow my insights on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me and I'm looking forward to being with you again very soon in the next episode of Insights, the podcast.